0: They didn't get uh, a lot of food. To go to the bathroom, they had to knock on the door and then one and a half hours waiting or two hours. They were uh, with one guy who kept them all the time. And she told me that all the time he did like that. So they were scared. They were whispering.
1: Were they ever tortured by Hamas? No, I don't think. But when your captor drags his finger across his throat on a daily basis, telling you you might be beheaded or have your throat slashed, I'm sorry, I kind of consider that torture. That is the aunt of a nine-year-old hostage who has returned to his family along with his mom. Dad is still being held hostage. Um, And now we're entering day five of this pause in the uh, effort to eradicate Hamas from the Gaza it is uh, going to be extended. The Biden administration has said they would like to see it expanded and extended indefinitely until all the hostages come home. What are the prospects for that? As we, we honestly do love these pictures of reunions. Mike Rogers is director in IronNet Cybersecurity. He's the former chair of the House Intelligence Committee and also a Michigan candidate for U.S. Senate. Mike, good morning.
0: Good morning, guys. Good to hear you.
1: When you, when you hear that from the Biden administration, I understand that's aspirational and you want to put the, the interests of the hostages first. We saw no Americans released yesterday. We're hoping for a few more to be released today. But is it practical and is it responsible? How long can we go in this pause uh, that th- would be practical and, and also responsible?
0: Well, I, you, you gotta hope that they're not working the Biden administration by saying those kinds of things isn't working against the best interest of the hostages in the long run. The one thing that uh, you don't want to do is take your leverage out of these conversations and take Israel's leverage out of these conversations. And so when you say we want this on indefinite, well, that you know we know that Israel has a stated purpose of trying to eliminate and degrade. They, I don't think they'll eliminate, but they certainly can degrade. Hamas's ability to conduct other terrorist attacks, certainly in the near term.
1: And what you don't want
0: to do is is, uh, set the table that uh, sets up this thing so that you dribble out hostages over a longer period of time. It allows Hamas to regroup, refinance, rest, recuperate, uh, get other fighters back into the fight. All of those kind of things you just don't want to have happen because that means more dead Israelis. There is always a trade-off in these things, and these soldiers are at risk. Uh, the Israeli defense soldiers are certainly at risk in in, in positioned around uh, uh, throughout Gaza. Mike, as we want all of the hostages to be released, we know realistically that Hamas uses hostages as shields, and they will more than likely not release all of them because they need to have that leverage. But what do we do to, uh, about those uh, hostages who Hamas has turned over to? other entities, other captors that, we, that we're that we not talking to? Are we talking to them as well? Well, I think Qatar has a, extended a relationship with the Islamic Jihad uh, and other uh, proxy organizations. By the way, these are all proxy organizations of Iran. We've got to keep that in mind. And Qatar has been, I think, in touch with them through, and if it isn't directly with Qatar, it's also with, Uh, The Egyptians who are also extending a hand into those communities, trying to have these conversations Um, And the problem again is they're trying to obfuscate. They being Hamas is trying to make it as difficult as possible to a know where the hostages are and B who actually is holding them and they're doing that on purpose. Right? They think that gives them staying power uh, to continue to do the kinds of things they think they need to do. Uh, to reconstitute themselves because they've been, you know, they've obviously taken some serious losses. So again, this is why time is not a friend of the hostages and calling for these uh, endless ceasefires without conditions to me is, is really not helpful. I know the Israelis have said 10 days, they wouldn't go any more past 10 days. We're at day five. Uh, you know, you, you, you hope that they can get the bulk of those hostages out, but I, it would not be in Hamas's interest to do that, certainly. And if you have us saying, oh, no, go ahead, extend it, definitely. That only plays into Hamas's hands. Uh,
1: Mike, are are we, is Israel keeping track of who they're releasing? Because the chief of, chief of Hamas in Gaza was once a prisoner of Israel, and they've let out 150 people.
0: Yeah, what they're trying to, I've, my guess is, Jamie, they're trying to, uh, they're going to Israel is going to release the folks that they think will do will not join the fight uh, or less likely to join the fight. Some of them will. Uh, you know, And remember, these are people who are arrested for assaulting uh, police officers or soldiers or things like that. Um, and so they're already on the verge of radicalization. And so some of them are going to go back in and join the fight. Absolutely. But it's, it would be my guess that Israel is trying to vet them as best as they can and say, okay, the, these folks that we're releasing will have the least likely effort of going in and rejoining the fight to try to uh, uh, kill Israeli soldiers.
1: Mike, I want to shift topics just for a moment. Uh, the leader of the Canadian Auto Supply Trade Group is c- crying foul, saying that Mexico is not behaving fairly or honorably under our trade deal for the for the for North America, saying... That they're allowing Chinese companies to come in, under the guise of being a Mexican company, and basically shipping Chinese parts here that do not meet the um, requirements under these trade agreements, is that does that mean that the USMCA deal was flawed from Jump Street, or that enforcement of it is lacking?
0: Uh, I think there's an enforcement issue here. Uh, you know, there's some other issues in that agreement that probably need to be re-looked at, but one of the things we have to do is force it. They're also trying to do, the Chinese are also trying to do this with uh, electric vehicles. They are getting ready to dominate the electric vehicle industry, which is why we need to be very careful about mandating that we have to buy electric vehicles, mean it's really a dumb idea, Uh, and what they're going to do, and they're doing it now with these auto parts, Is you could take a car, an EV car that would have some tariffs coming into the United States, get it to Mexico, uh, and they come across the northern border at two and a half percent, which is far less uh, than the tariff they would pay in the country, which would make those electric vehicles far cheaper than any uh, American made or let me rephrase that American assembled electric vehicle uh, here in, in the United States. And so this is a huge issue. It is a huge problem. Uh, and the administration needs to get a handle on this immediately. You're, you are costing American jobs, uh, and you're going to certainly add to the misery when they make do these mandates for electric vehicles. It's going to take 40 percent less labor, which means we're going to have a lot less employment in a place like Michigan. I mean, this has really been a disaster for us, and this is just adding salt in the wound. And just to ignore it and whistle past the graveyard is dangerous for the future of families in Michigan and around the country.
1: Yeah, Haley Stevens, John Mulanar, Democrat Republican, have signed a letter to the trade rep saying you need to attend to this. Um, I'm sure your your voice, if it was in the Senate, would be doing the same.
0: Exactly. No, this would need to be a priority because you're talking about the livelihoods of families in Michigan. I mean, and, and this will directly impact their ability uh, to get up and go to work every day. That's huge and significant. We, it's, and the, they're already an, under enough pressure. With uh, inflationary costs on their groceries and their gasoline and household goods, this is just about the last news they need.
1: Uh, Lloyd and I were talking about this. We don't—we're not talking about Ukraine much, right? Is there an importance that there's a focus on this and that a Congress gets some sort of bill and aid to Ukraine?
0: I mean, I, again, I—I I think that the administration needs to come to Congress uh, and make the case. You can't just say, where well, we're going to send money." I mean, if you remember, you know. No airplanes. Now they're sending airplanes. Well, we're not going to do tanks. Well, now we're sending tanks. No long range artillery. Well, I guess we'll do a long range artillery. That's not a plan. Uh, and I think that they need to, They, the Biden administration needs to show up at Congress and make the case and then also walk about how you get out of this. You can't allow this thing to just go on forever. Mm-hmm. We do need to check the Russians. I think it's absolutely important. And we need to make sure that. We uh, American soldiers aren't fighting this fight, and we do that by helping the Ukrainians fight, but you can't just keep handing them checks right. and equipment uh, and change your mind every week about what they get and what they don't get. I, I, if you're playing not to lose, that's a disaster for America. It's a disaster for Ukraine. And it certainly uh, give, would give an advantage to to Russia, and that's just a terrible plan. And, but they need to come up and make the plan.
1: And Mike, very quickly, you would be in favor of tying that Ukraine aid to also a border security package for the United States.
0: Well, I, this thing is on the southern border. The guy is is so dangerous. We saw that in Oakland County, where these uh, Latin uh, American gangs who are coming purposely coming across the border and now doing home invasions in the state of Michigan. Yeah. This is a crime problem, and it's only getting worse. It's also going to be a public health problem here pretty soon as well. Uh, This is either incompetence or purposeful, and neither one of those are the right decision for the United States of America, and this needs to be fixed right away. And if that's one way they can get, uh, you know, it's not just money. They have to change the policy. We need a remain in Mexico policy or this will continue to get worse. Uh, and you've already got an overworked border uh, patrol folks who are getting demoralized mm-hmm. because they can't do the kinds of things they need and know how to do to protect our borders. We need to empower them right away. And if this is one way they can get it done, then I would be for it.
1: Mike, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Hey, thanks. All right. Mike Rogers, director of IronNet Cybersecurity. When we come back, Michigan retailers really feeling the brunt. Of so many external challenges, how are they doing in the holiday season coming off Black Friday, uh, Small Business Saturday? Today, of course, is Giving Tuesday. Hopefully you'll find some uh, compassion in your heart for your favorite charity. Uh, we'll explore all of that next on JR Morning at 749.